This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. Digitalization has been one of the biggest buzzwords to come out of the pandemic, but you may not have all the answers or solutions to your techie problems. That is where companies like VLAN.Asia come in. Joining me today is Lance Chiang, founder and managing director, to discuss how they are helping businesses as the forefront technology concierge. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, my name is Lance. Uh, I run a company called VLAN Asia. I founded this company in about 2003. That's almost about 19 years ago. Uh, what we do is we call ourselves a technology concierge service is mainly because a lot of our customers typically don't really know what they actually need to solve a business problem that they currently have. Uh, so what we do is we help them identify the root cause of their problems before we even introduce a solution to them. So that's why we call ourselves a technology concierge service because sometimes solutions are things that we don't even carry ourselves. We actually help them to fix the problems that they have. Mm-hmm. Right? Love that. So going back to 2003, what sparked you to start VLAN.Asia in the first place? Uh, I wanted to actually be the boss that I never had. Hmm. I actually wanted to build a company which I feel comfortable myself working in mm-hmm. and to help other people to grow into a role that they are comfortable in as well. Um, for example, some of our team members take actually two years to actually grow into their roles. Mm. So I'm, I'm a big believer in allowing people time to flourish in something that they are comfortable in doing themselves. Love that. Yeah, so that's actually why I started the business because I wanted to have the boss that I never had. Hmm. <laughs> and did you have experience in the tech industry before that? Yeah. I, in fact, before I even uh, joined the workforce, uh, when I was in university, I was already working. Hmm. Uh, I, I was employed employed for a grand total of nine months. <laughs> I jumped three jobs within that nine months. Right. After going through a few unsavory experiences, uh, experiences with the companies that I worked with, mm-hmm. I decided I think I can do better. Right. I think uh, there are better ways of managing uh, a company. Mm. And in a sense, I also believe that I needed to do something on my own as well because yeah. Most of my peers were actually moving towards employment. They mm-hmm. were going to Singapore for jobs. They were actually getting nice jobs uh, in MNCs around KL, right? So I decided I wanted to go down a different trajectory. Sure. And because all my family also, they were they are all employed. So I guess I wanted to be some, somewhat different as well. But you know, I think one of the biggest things about being a leader is leading by example, right? And fact of the matter is not all of us have had the privilege of necessarily having the most healthy work environment. And I think the conversation surrounding that has definitely changed and grown, especially because of the pandemic. But the fact that you were like, you know what? I would like to be a good leader. Like that's the goal, right? Is to be a good leader myself and to create an environment for people uh, in this industry that is healthier, that is more supportive. I think that is really important. And I kind of love that. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they start off a company with the idea of their client demographic. You kind of more started it with the idea of your target employees in a way, right? And that, you know, I think that's really, really fascinating. So take me through a few of the services that uh, VLAN Asia actually offers. So I, we have this thing called a toolkit to happiness. Uh, when I say a toolkit to happiness, it's because a lot of times, a lot of our customers uh, find it very difficult to actually engage their customers uh, on the channels that they are actually comfortable in. Hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, I learned this myself during COVID uh, that 
I realized I didn't really like to talk to people. <laughs> only then, only then you realized. I really didn't like to talk to people. Okay. So I realized that I I tend to gravitate towards text. I prefer to use WhatsApp a bit more. Mm-hmm. I use uh, I use instant messaging a, a fair bit more than calls. Mm-hmm. So that's me. But there are other people who actually use different channels. For yes. example, my parents, they like to use Facebook. Mm. Some people actually prefer to use Telegram. Some people prefer to use Twitter, Instagram, and so on and so forth. Right? So there are so many different channels that a business needs to look after if you really want to engage everybody on all of those channels. So what we offer are things that allow a business to actually consolidate all of these channels into one single platform. Mm. That makes it very easy and very convenient to, for, for businesses to actually engage their customers uh, effectively. Because if you think about it these days, right? I mean, say what you may about millennials and Gen Zs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are actually going into the workforce. These guys are actually moving into positions of decision-making power. Yeah. Especially those in the buying, those are those, these are people who are actually going to be buying your services. Mm. And if most of these guys are comfortable communicating with a brand on those channels that you might not be on, you are actually losing out on potential business as well. You see, yeah. so you need to be able to engage with your customers on the channels that they are comfortable on. So. If you're actually going to be, a, if you're actually going to manage all of this individually, it's going to be a big pain in the butt to actually manage. So that's where we come in. Mm, yeah, I love that. So first of all, I think you've hit on a couple of things here. First of all, uh, you know, that is something that I think, you know, when you first started in 2003, maybe wasn't as much of a focus, right? I We didn't have, I mean, I, I don't remember what we had in 2003, but from what I remember, SMS. we definitely... <laughs> You know, but like Instagram, Snapchat, you know, uh, Telegram, all this kind of stuff wasn't available. And even before that, you know, we were moving into like email. I mean, the days of like AIM, MSN, that sort of thing. Right. So for sure, addressing the, the, the lines of communication are really important. And also the idea of I think when people think of reaching out to their clients on social media, it's only like a few. Right. It's like the typical suspects is like Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. But like you said, there are so many different little avenues and you you never know what's going to be the next big thing as well what's the next big platform I mean I think we looked at Vine and went oh maybe and then it wasn't and now TikTok is going you know crazy right so that's definitely something that I find very fascinating so from there you know looking at your services looking at that I would love for you to actually give me an insight into how has the industry changed how have you seen you know the growth of the tech industry and especially during the pandemic how it accelerated as well so when I started the business in 2003, I started as a guy who goes to bis- people's companies, people's businesses, premises to actually fix their PC problems. Yeah, the on-site so I, tech support yeah, stuff. on-site tech support stuff. So that's how I started the business because that's what I was really good at at, at the time. Right. So because, I, I suppose because I'm quite outgoing, I actually like to communicate, I actually speak well and people like to talk to me as well. Right. So uh, I realized I had a knack for sales. I grew the business. The, the, the business has evolved over over the a period of time. Um, I started off as a tech support guy. Then I started doing web development. We started. Then I started hiring people to actually do web hosting as well. Mm-hmm. We, we did hosting for a while, and then in about twenty sixteen, I decided to be a bit more focused. Uh, so, and that was the time when cloud was actually in its infancy stage. Yes. So that's why I call ourselves a technology concierge service because you see, 
our service evolves over time as yeah. well. So from tech support to, to, to hosting and now to cloud services and now to customer experience mm. solutions, right? So in 2016, I decided to close off the hosting business. We had hosting uh, servers in Hong Kong, in Korea, in Malaysia, in Singapore. Uh, I decided to close it off. Uh, I shifted all of our customers over to the cloud. That made us one of the early adopters for cloud technologies. We were earlier early cloud service provider in a sense. From there, we became a Microsoft Silver partner. We became a Microsoft Gold partner after that. Uh, and then when I realized that we had quite a number of customers that we needed to support, right? I, I, I thought to myself, I think we need a ticketing system to actually manage all of these customer requests coming in. So we started using this system called Zendesk. Uh, and we thought it was quite good. So I wrote to Zendesk. And, and ask them, hey, I kind of like your system. Can we be a partner and can we resell your systems as well? They said, hmm, we don't have an Asia partner program. Would you like to start it? Hmm. So we actually were Zendesk's first Asia partner. Uh, so that was in 2017. So fast forward until today, we've, we are still one of the premier uh, Zendesk partners. Along the way, we've also taken in a few more cloud solutions such as HubSpot. Uh, and most recently, we started doing uh, Oracle NetSuite as well. Uh, and mainly, it is to help our customers to, to, to understand that Cloud isn't something that is something to be afraid of. Mm. And uh, it's not as expensive as you really think it is. And it's something that can grow together with your business, which is, again, like I said, I, we are technology conscious service. We evolve over time, uh, offering the solutions and systems that businesses need at this point in time. Yeah. So that's where we are right now. Love that. It's time to take a short break for some messages, but after that, I will continue my conversation with Lance Chiang, founder and managing director of VLAN.Asia, all about them being the technology concierge. You're tuned in to Open for Business on BFM 89.9. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. With me in the studio today is Lance Chiang, founder and managing director of VLAN.Asia or VLAN Asia, either one. Now, before the break, we talked a little bit about what they mean when they say that they are a technology concierge and the inception of the company as well. Now, I would not be uh, doing my job a service uh, if I didn't ask you about the effect of the pandemic on your business. I can only assume that probably you got a lot more attention because businesses everywhere were looking to digitalize and not everyone knew how to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right now we realize that a lot of businesses know the buzzword digitalization. Yes. Most companies also have some form of digitalization already implemented mm -hmm. because it was forced by COVID. Yes. But having said that, there are still businesses that still lack in certain areas as well. Now, one of the things that we like to, to talk about is customer experience. Um, I was reading an article about the healthcare industry um, where patient experience is near excruciating. That was the exact words that I read from the article. Mm. Now, how many times have we actually went into a clinic or hospital with an appointment saying that you're supposed to come at three o'clock but when you get there at three o'clock you realize oh sorry you have to wait in line there's actually another queue once you get there 
So a three o'clock appointment gets you a meeting with the uh, with the doctor at five o'clock sometimes. Customer experience or patient experience in this sense could be improved potentially with technology as well. Mm. So what we are trying to advocate is that businesses really need to think about how to how the, the customers' experience are with with the brand. Mm. I saw another video that Steve Jobs actually uh, did on stage talking about customer experience as well. Uh, it really resonates with us because what we do is we help businesses to, f- to realize that putting the customer on the forefront, putting the customer's needs, feelings, and their general experience with your brand should be at the forefront of what you do. Mm. Which is why when I speak to my team, I actually tell them, it's not about what are the customer's requirements. Mm. It's actually what do you want our customers to experience from us? How are we going to make their lives or their business do better with the technologies that we carry? Yeah. Yeah, so I that's where we are. That is very, very crucial, I think. Uh, like a great example I can think of off the top of my head is uh, nowadays we have, you know, QR code menus sometimes at like uh, F&B outlets. And then you have a QR code there, but there is no signal. And so it's like, okay, great that you wanted to digitalize, you wanted to do that and move forward. You wanted it to be, you know, more hygienic and friendly and great. Fantastic. I can't read your menu. I cannot load your menu and I would like to eat, please. Right? No, but I, right? Isn't that like a, an example of how when you're thinking about that kind of stuff, you have to think about the entire picture and the, and like you said, the step-by-step of, you know, what exactly do you want the customer to be feeling, to be experiencing the moment they step into your store or the moment they go to your website or the moment that they reach out to you on social media? And that has to be curated. That has to be uh, purposeful, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I think that is that is really fascinating as well. One of the things that I also realize is that uh, throughout my time as a, also a trainer in digitalization as well, um, when I conduct trainings and seminars, I do a poll. And... Out of it, the result of this poll is 100% of the time, everyone who actually wants to engage a brand for either a service or uh, to buy a product, the first thing they will do, or, or rather 100% of the time, people actually say they will check out their websites first. Mm. So people don't put, a lot of businesses don't put emphasis into how to engage customers or prospects on their website. A lot of businesses assume that a website is just a company profile. That's... That's a problem there. And before I buy, even myself, even before I buy a product, I would definitely check out our website first. Yeah. So if you're not, if your website is not intuitive enough to actually, to, to actually engage me mm-hmm. when I'm actually visiting the website, I might not even buy from you. Yeah. And you wouldn't even realize that I actually checked out your website and you would have lost me as a business, as a customer. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even at the bare basics of, you know, if you're a retail company, maybe have your products up on your website. That's actually something that is lost by so many people, right? So, you know, it's funny to think about it. And and I know it sounds super common sense in a way, but I think oftentimes the stuff that is lacking is the common sense stuff. Is, for example, if you're an F&B outlet, have your menu online. If you are a retail business, have your products listed on your website. Even if you don't have, an uh, you know, an e-commerce uh, platform necessarily, right? But at least to be like, hey, this is what it is and this is how much it is, okay? And don't let me scroll through 10 pages before I can even order my That food. would be great. That would also be fantastic, right? So I, I, I love that and I love 
love that, you know, this is clearly one of those things where you are also putting what you preach into practice, right? Because you would not be doing what you do and you would not have adapted you know, so many times over the years, if you weren't thinking about your customer's experience, and that is how they want to digitize the kind of services and solutions that they need as times change, as the different needs of the technological world change as well. I've got one mantra in my business as well. Um, we eat our own dog food, which means <laughs> everything that we sell, we also consume ourselves. We do, we use the systems that we sell as well. So mm. that's why we know how it's work, how it works and how our customers can also use it. That's why we are so good at what we do. Yeah, love that. So, you know, moving on from that, you have changed, uh, you know, your services over time. You know, you move from on-site tech support, then into web development, into web hosting, then not into web hosting, and then into cloud services, and now into this uh, toolbox of happiness uh, thing. What is next for VLAN Asia? What is what? Where where do you see yourself going next? What does expansion look like for you? What does the future hold? So this year, uh, this year we actually focus a lot on regional growth. Uh, we recently just opened our, our office in Singapore. Uh, we are exploring uh, with a partner in Indonesia as well. So I realized that, well, Malaysia is a decent enough size uh, market. But if we really wanted to do better at our own business, I realized that we needed to expand a little bit beyond our borders. Yep. Uh, it also doesn't help that our principals are all charging us in US dollar and we have to pay them in ringgit and you know the foreign exchange right now so it's not fun it's <laughs> so not it, fun yeah it's not fun <laughs> at all so so that's one of the that's one of the pushing factors for us to actually go regional as well mm -hmm. because we do realize uh, that everybody else in Malaysia is also facing the same problem so it would be really good to actually have some foreign uh, yeah. as well. And also, <laughs> I mean, that is definitely one of those things. And also, fact of the matter is your services are transferable. They're, they're not, you know, uh, only, they're not only beholden to being locally relevant. Of course, every single business out there yep. globally has had to deal with some form of digitalization and hopefully you guys can help them get to where they need to be going. Yeah, the good thing is because most of our systems are cloud-based. So yeah. our service delivery team is actually based in Malaysia. Uh, the regional officers per se will be all mainly our sales staff and such. It's so. almost as if the cloud services part of the business has supported the global expansion. It I has. don't know, wild. It has, it has, it has, it has in fact. So mm, so it also helps that our principles, I mean, most of our principles are based out of Singapore as well. Uh, and our principles has been very supportive. The folks at Zenders, the folks at HubSpot, they've been very supportive with what we do. And uh, they also help us with our expansion as well. They actually push uh, prospects to us. They actually link us up with... Uh, potential partners overseas as well so yeah mm. they'd be really good help which again is all part of business knowing who you know and expanding your network and making these connections is really important and as you said you know in your background you realize you're good at talking and you're very good at sales right so that does bring us to the end of our conversation today but thank you so much for sharing uh, everything about Asia today thank you very much for having me this has been Open for Business I'm Christine Wong I've been speaking to Lance Chiang founder and managing director of VLAN Asia if you've missed any of today's conversation of course Go ahead and find our app. It's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And also, our website, bfm.my, has the podcasts, this one, and a lot more on it as well. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.